Hi and welcome to I Could Murder a Cocktail. We talk about crime and get drunk. <laughs> Yay! I'm Molly. I'm Ellie. And I'm Connor. And the crime we are covering today is Elizabeth Bathory. And the cocktail we're drinking is the Blood Bath. You can find the measurements on our Instagram, but the ingredients are pomegranate juice, vodka, raspberry syrup, and lemon juice. And I do have to say, this is the prettiest cocktail I think we've ever made. Yeah, if you haven't like seen the photos on Instagram, you need to go and have a look, because it's so pretty. We even put flowers in it today. Go all we've out. We've done actually a lot of effort for this one, like the yeah. raspberry syrup and the homemade pomegranate juice, and just... Yeah. just Appreciate it, guys, because yeah. this one was a, a biggie. <laughs> the ingredients are pretty simple if you can find them. <laughs> However, we could not, so we had to go and make them all ourselves. Can you pass me my cocktail? Because Lola's on my back, and if I move, she'll fall down the back of the sofa. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not going to cheers you, because otherwise I will throw pink drink yes. at you. Shall we give it a go? Mm. Oh. Ooh. It tastes like a drier, alcoholic Ribena. Does that make sense? Like, it's not as sweet, but that's good. That's a good thing. Mm. But it has, like, the components of a Ribena, I think. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. really nice. I think this is one of my favourite cocktails we've made. Mm. I like it. I don't know I'd say it's one of my favourite, because it's actually... It's weird to say, I like the weirder ones. So yeah, even though this I tastes the best, mm. it's quite normal, and I quite like the ones that I we feel like we could pound these back on, like, mm. a hot summer day... Like, maybe we were having a barbecue or something. If we, we didn't have to make our own pomegranate demolish juice. Demolish these, though, don't you think? <laughs> oh, definitely. This is that drink, because you can't taste any alcohol. And there's no. not that much alcohol in it that's only vodka, whereas yeah. usually... But it's, like, fruity and dry and cold mm. and a bit sweet. Like, thoroughly enjoy it. And, you know, I think this would be really nice as, like, a slushy. Mm. Mm. But I also forgot to say that this is the last episode of the season. Sad. That's where Connor edits in a crowd going, boo. <laughs> we all just do it because I can't find a crowd noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, special episode, because Connor is presenting, hence my slightly awkward intro that I'm not <laughs> used to doing. <laughs> but I always refuse to do it because every single time I've attempted it, I sound like I'm reading the news, but I've only just learned English. <laughs> <laughs> reading the news but you don't know how to read <laughs> so you're just looking at the teleprompter and guessing just like going, that word kind of looks like this other word like the guy have you seen the video of the guy um who's trying to read out the football scores oh he's brilliant he's one no, of jack's favorite people. i'll show you he's, like a, he's like an african sports anchor but he reads some of the english team's names and he just finds them hilarious he's like oh liverpool <laughs> obviously a few that he knows how to say yeah. he's like Arsenal <laughs> and then like there are just a few that unless they Stuck come him. up on the screen you wouldn't know what they were it just, just <laughs> makes noises yeah like fucking like Loughborough and stuff <laughs> oh to be fair Loughborough's a hard one <laughs> on that note do you want to start us off yeah oh, Connor, tell us about a crime right so fun fact about Elizabeth Bathory Guinness World Records calls her the most prolific female murderer to have ever lived. That is interesting, because I would have guessed... Jack the Ripper, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, most prolific. What is most prolific? Like, most most, most, well-known? No, most most murders. murders. 
Mm. But how many other, like, female murderers can you really name? Well, I immediately like, thought about, like, Eileen Warnos, but obviously she didn't kill that many people. It's just, like, like, six people. Yeah, but it was, like, in the circumstances. That's... Yeah. The, if I ever think of the most famous female serial killer, I think of her. Yeah, yeah automatically. So, but I... Yeah. Is she actually in the Guinness World Book of Records? Yes. It's funny, because we used to get that for our friend Owen every year for his birthday. And can you imagine? He's just, like, flicking through the pages, and he's like, world's longest tongue, most bouncy balls fit in mouth, and then it's like, most murdered. <laughs> they always did have a couple of weird pages, though. Like, <laughs> the pages you'd have to go, no, just skip right through those. Just don't like, glue them together. The ones I hated <laughs> was, like, where it was, like, world's largest spider, and it was a life size across the two pages. Oh, and you turn over, and be like, oh, my God, no. I used to hate the bulging eye guy. Um, like, I mean, I have nothing against him as a person, but I used to see it and be like, huh? like, I just couldn't, I, I thought, I used to, I used to imagine it, the, doing Oh, I'd imagine <laughs> the feeling and just not. The one that used to go through me the most was the nails. The, oh. Did you hear how she lost them? Yeah. Oh, she had a car accident. She had a car accident and they all snapped off, like, at the base. Oh. It just made it rough. so much worse. Mm. Oh. That's got a... Ooh, I, no. I, I hate anything to do with nails because my thumbnail came off when I was younger I for years wouldn't even open cans because like, you know like you can feel it pulling on your nails. I had two fingernails come off when I was younger both having to be sewn back on and now I'm just chill no, maybe that's just, why I have acrylics back. yeah because your nails are so big because I don't have them <laughs> Molly's actually got no fingertips at all mm. it's interesting they did that though but they just let mine grow back one of mine was hanging off mm. one of them they took off and let it grow back yeah because one was in a car door and one was in a phone box in safe Oh, they weren't, they weren't at the same time? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just was like, oh yeah, you know, did, did, did one, one thing and like... No, they were a solid like five years apart. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd have learned quicker reactions. But do you think now that like if we were children like as exactly as we were yeah. that we all would have been reported to social services for the amount of like oh, stupid shit we used to do like I my dad broke my brother's leg at nine months old like completely accidental but not a single person questioned it no social not, worker literally no one even asked how it happened uh, I had my arm both my arms dislocated at the, the sh- well at the shoulder um like just completely just pulled out the socket by my by my mother because they wouldn't cross the road quick enough yeah so and that's exactly <laughs> what i told the person in the hospital in reality i was swinging on the railings and she was like oh come on we got across the road and she pulled one of my arms came when out and the other one stayed on the railings um and they, no, they asked me what happened exactly what i said mummy pulled me because i wouldn't cross the road and they just went, oh, okay. And you had, I OD'd on chewy vitamins. Mm. <laughs> no one said anything. Chewy you had broken limbs. Yeah, I fell over a fence about four inches high and broke my arm, like, clean in half. It was, mm. yeah. God, how times have changed, yeah. eh? Can you imagine now? <laughs> like, we used to have a system in school, Connor will know, where if you were naughty, you'd have X's. And if you had three X's, then you had detention. And then they felt that the X's were too threatening. So they changed them to triangles. So if you're naughty, they'd be like, right, you're having a triangle. And then if you've got three triangles, you have to go to detention. And they tried this whole bullshit of like, 
the triangle represents the connection between the school and you and your parents. But it was like, no, they said that the X was too, like, <laughs> negative. But, like, a triangle is, like, the least threatening shape they could have yeah. get. So, we did. They went with a solid triangle. And so, it was the connections between the was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we got completely yeah, Nine minutes in and you've done one sentence. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Okay, I feel like we need this. <laughs> so, Elizabeth Bathory was born in Hungary in August 1560. Her family included kings, knights, and judges. Her father was a baron, her mother was a baroness. Her uncle on her father's side was the highest ranking man in Transylvania, and her uncle on her mother's side was the king of Poland. So, she was very I always think up. Transylvania is a fake place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's not. Because I always thought it was like a country, but it's not. It's more of an area between like Hungary and... Isn't it like a state now? I don't entirely what know. What country is it in then? I think Hungary. Or Slovakia. I think it... Oh. Or the Czech Republic. It's in an old Soviet state. <laughs> Google. And this is where vampires live. Yes. Yes, that's where all of the vampires live. If you are a vampire... You have, you have to, to relocate. <laughs> the age of 12, just like Hogwarts, you have to relocate. It's part of the contract that you sign. You're like, yeah, I want to be a vampire. Fresh out the womb. You just go, oh, right then. Okay, if you insist. Romania. Romania. And, okay, yes, um, on the topic of vampires living there, let's get back to Elizabeth Bathory. Very good transition. Yeah. So, as a child, she suffered bad seizures, possibly caused by her parents' inbreeding, uh, at the time, epilepsy was cured, in inverted commas, by rubbing the blood of a non-epileptic on the lips of a sufferer. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, it's just the way that they actually believe that. Like, you are, have some of that. Have some Don't of move along. There's a school nurse going, oh, you are, put a wet paper towel <laughs> yeah. on it, yeah, move along. It's the 1500s equivalent of a wet paper towel. Yes. <laughs> You'll be fine. And allegedly, this has nothing to do with anything else in it, but um, the, at the age of 13, before her first marriage, there's rumours that she gave birth to a child and the father may have been a peasant boy of a similar age to her. Ooh, scandal. Yeah, scandal. <laughs> uh, and she was engaged at the age of 10. Nice. To Can- Count Ferenc Nadadzi, if that's right, if any Hungarian listeners can correct me, who was four years older than her. So by the standards of the time, that's not, not that 10, bad. 14, yeah. yeah, that's like, not bad. I, I checked his birthday and I was like, oh my God, okay. That was me thinking he was like a 35 yeah. year old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was... we say not bad. We mean, no, it is still bad that they're engaged, but like relative, like <laughs> yeah. for the time. And it was entirely political. There was no love at oh, all. Oh, of course Yeah, not. she was 10. She <laughs> there was no love as if they'd like elope <laughs> at the age of 10. Mommy, this yeah. is the one I've chosen. I'm in love with him. <laughs> Well, he says he loves me. She was shagging peasants at 13, so it's not outside the realms of possibility. But they got married, so she was engaged at 10. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> so they got married when she was 15 and he was 19. Interestingly, as a baroness, she was a higher rank than him. So she refused to take his last name when he took hers. Iconic. <laughs> yes. Shouldn't we all? <laughs> let's let's stop before we call her an icon directly. Okay. Cause... That action was iconic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will not comment on. <laughs> his gift to her on marriage was his castle in modern day Slovakia. 
And when he went to war in 1578, she mar- man- uh, managed the business and affairs of the estates and even gave medical care to the people of the area. So, like, before we get on to all the horrible shit she did, she seemed like a decent person. Yeah. Like, be- obviously, before so she's this, like she the- seemed like an okay person. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like the kind of, like, 1500s equivalent of a girl boss. Yeah. Yeah. With all the shitty connotations that go along with being a girl boss now. Yes. But worse. Yeah. You know, say you got to stab you people in the back to get to the top <laughs> nowadays. Well, uh, <laughs> she was already at the top, but she stabbed people in the back. <laughs> so she was really actually quite well liked in like the local villages. Uh, because the castle was on a major border with the Ottoman Empire, which her husband was off at war mm-hmm. with, um, the village nearby got kind of what like plundered by the Ottomans a few times. So she had a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. keeping the estates in order. She intervened on behalf of local women, even peasants, many times assisted the destitute and the poor when they needed her. Like, there were, there was a woman who had been raped by soldiers and she gave her financial assistance oh. and there was someone else who was divorcing her husband she gave her financial assistance. See, this is hard because you're making us like her before you all say all the terrible Before you yes. destroy it. Yeah. Really, like, fucking great. <laughs> she sounds good. Let's just end the podcast here and cheers. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so, her husband died in 1604 at the age of 48. So she would have been yeah. 43 or 44, yeah. Uh, apparently, been he'd had like crippling pains from three years before, and then um, he was completely disabled by the time he died. So he'd had three years of pain, and he died. Apparently. Oh no, they were very in love, um. and he left. Well, no, they weren't again. It was political, but <laughs> they. Um, she. There's no indication that she ever did anything to men. Um, she, so left her and five children behind them when he died. So rumours been spreading around that time when he was uh, his most crippled that she had been getting up to something kind of awful in the shadows. We can say in the showers. I was yeah. like, so did I. Yeah. I was like, well, leave that to the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> it took until... Oh, there's water pressure like in the 1600s. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Um, so... Oh no, is this like when we laugh and then you say something terrible? Uh, you got another three sentences, okay. so make, up the, make what you can of them. <laughs> So the rumours have been spreading between 1602 and 1604, as I said, and people have been starting to uh, <laughs> kind of like... <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. People have been... Okay. Do you love me? Shall we have an arranged marriage? That's the opposite of an arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> So it took about six years when these rumours rumours started spreading in 1602, so it took eight years before the king of Hungary would assign this man called Thurso, who was the palatine of Hungary. What's a palatine? The next highest ranking. So it's not, I don't know whether it's what they call a prince, I couldn't really understand, but it's like the highest military rank, the highest noble rank, the highest everything except for the king. Right, okay, it was so the, like the jack. Uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, basically. No, the jack's a jester. Well, hey! No, the joker's the jester. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they, um, oh, it was the equivalent. He was the king of Hungary and Croatia, and then this guy was the Palatine of Hungary. So it was, I guess, maybe like being a king, but wasn't because he was king of his own country. Kind of like the the health, though, or like they kind of yeah. had a. There was an overseer of the two countries, yeah. he was the king, and then he was and the head he of Hungary. Of that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He was district manager. So like an MP of an area rather than the prime minister. Yes. Like. Yeah. Uh, by October 1610, they'd collected 52 witness statements to do with Elizabeth's crimes, and by 1611, they'd collected over 300. 
Rumours were, prior to his death, the Count had helped build a torture chamber to Elizabeth's specifications. Prior to his death, he may have helped her to torture, but he also restrained some of her more awful impulses. I always think this is really weird, because, like, she couldn't have built this herself, and he couldn't have built this himself, so they must have had, like, contractors, like, like obviously, mm-hmm. the Indo States contractors. They must have been <laughs> building this, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, you can't yeah. ask questions, because it's the... Mm-hmm. Like, highest-ranking person in the country. But you must be building it like, well, this isn't good. You're like, what the fuck are they Why do you Why am I nails from this... the floor? <laughs> Why am I digging this giant pit? <laughs> exactly. Wow, we'll get to that. As to, not the torture chamber itself, but the torture. So, going to give listeners a content warning for the next bit, because the crimes are a bit gross. Um, give it two minutes. So, gross thing, which said, it was making me cringe earlier when we were talking about it, but one of the things she liked to do with servants was put needles under their fingernails. No! No, 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 no. Another thing she liked to do was cover them in honey and have them attacked by ants, bees, and wasps. Uh, And this was before the Count died, so after he died, things got worse. She would put... She would send people naked out in the snow and throw cold water at them until they froze to death. She would put them in rooms and starve them to death. Like she was on another Sick level. in the head. Yeah. Jesus. Um, with... Uh, what, how does it get even worse? Once he was dead, with the help of her nurse and a local witch and a couple of other servants, she would bite chunks from people's flesh whilst they were alive. And rumours are that one person was... Well, I say one person, one girl. It was only young girls that she ever targeted. Oh. Was, had to cook and eat her own flesh. <gasps> so she was... I'm in Myra's level fucked. Except without the consent. So she's like a complete fucking psycho. Yeah. Fucking hell. One rumour that came up years after her death, hence the cocktail we're drinking today, uh, because it is unfounded, this one. This is the one that she's most famous for, but it's actually the one that no one really knows whether she did. She would put people into, you know, the Iron Maidens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like a metal cage with spikes. Yeah. Drain their blood and bath in it. Because she believed it would e- either keep her young, or she thought she needed more and more to cure her epilepsy. You know, like they gave her oh. blood on her lips. Rumours are, but again, this is just this one's not verified in any way. It, Plot twist. Yeah. Wouldn't it be good if they were actually epileptic and she was put in epileptic? Blood <laughs> <in her skin? laughs> she done fucked up. <laughs> she done made a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they checked you wasn't like can I have your medical records yeah. and she's closed the eye made and they're going no I have fits and she's like oh you can go <laughs> oh you're alright then actually so <laughs> you're excused actually off you go into the snow actually that's the way they'd <laughs> be like no actually I don't have fits well, like Ant and Deck going it might be you <laughs> <laughs> oh, not have said that right so I think that's the end of part one mm. I could definitely do with another cocktail yeah drink more of this what was it called? It's called the blood bath, so I don't really, really want to. But <laughs> I can't stop thinking of epileptic blood now, as if it means it. Like, it's not even... Oh, God. But it tastes so good. <laughs> right, listeners, grab yourselves a shot. We're going to do a shot to the head. And come back to even more horror. <laughs> no, it's not so bad. Welcome back. We are all suitably refreshed. 
we all have our shots. I hope you have your shot. And Ellie today is going to do us a very quick shot to the head. I forgot I was doing shot to the head today, so this was an incredibly quick Google during the break. So it's the most research she's ever done for us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I found this on Wales Online. Um, so the headline is, Police hear all sorts of excuses. Um, so Russell Edwards, from somewhere, uh, that I can't pronounce, tried to claim that £19,000 worth of cocaine that police found in his car boot was actually not drugs, but fish paste. I mean, a couple of weeks ago we did have one where the police were convinced it was heroin and it was spaghetti, so... Fish paste! Yep. I love to think that they said, what is that? And he was like, well, flour's too obvious. Baby powder, they won't believe. Fish paste? No one has this much sherbet on them. <laughs> <laughs> Why does anyone have that much fish paste on them? <laughs> His boot is and he's like, yeah, oh no, it's, it's obviously fish paste, guys. I eat you a know. lot of fish paste, so I, I really what are you going like to do about it? Fish paste, you know, it's my favourite, it's what I eat for every meal. Do you know what the funny thing is? Because it's fish paste, you'd be like, do you know how you're going to find out? Have a sniff. <laughs> 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 just open the bag up a little bit and just put your nose Do to what it and... you need to do. <laughs> so, yeah, fish paste, definitely fish paste, that's what it... Yeah, no, let me have another try. <laughs> well, Ellie has... Patron. Yes. And Connor and I have lemon drizzle gin. Mm-hmm. So, cheers. I can't. You're too... Oh, this seems like... Oh. And the dog's going to eat it. The dog's getting drunk. <laughs> On that note, cheers! Cheers! Oh, that's sickly sweet. <laughs> I quite like it. Tastes like medicine, tastes like that banana medicine you'd have as a kid. Like, not taste to taste, but like how mm. sweet it yeah. is from such a small amount. Woo! I'm so ready to hear about more death. Well, there's not more death now, it's more. Consequences! Yeah. Death or consequences. <laughs> Love it. So, where did Elizabeth get these girls from that she'd been killing? And this is where it gets difficult as to why she was got, doing it. Not why she did it. Again, rumours are she did it because she was jealous of youth or she wants to be useful or she wants to clear, cure her epilepsy or she was just an arsehole. Yeah. yeah. But this is where it gets interesting as to why she was arrested. Mm. So originally it was just servants that she tortured. Mm-hmm. So they were in her employ... Um, but once the count was dead, she would torture girls. First of all, they she would kidnap peasant girls from the street, and she had accomplices. Um, and but the other thing is that because she was so high ranking and so well thought of and so loved, other nobility would send their girls oh. to like to be taught by her etiquette and they would die mysteriously. So they're thinking that they're doing a good thing. Mm. In reality, they've got no idea what they're sending these girls for. It's very, and I don't know, obviously, how much of, but, like, lots of horror films are based off this concept. Mm -hmm. Of, you know, the the kids going to a house to learn something and, or, you know, yeah. Like, going to boarding school Mm -hmm. or you go somewhere under a pretense and it's just not that. Yeah. 
So she was arrested by the Palatine on the 30th of December, 1610. She was apparently just eating dinner at the time, and Palatine noted in a later letter to his wife that there was one girl in the house already dead, and another which he referred to as Prey, who, like her, her Prey, who was still alive. Elizabeth and four servants were accu- uh, who were accused of being accomplices, including that nurse and the witch I mentioned earlier, they were arrested. So, it was agreed between the Palatine and Elizabeth's son, as well as her two sons-in-law, that she could not be executed as it would cause scandal for such a high-ranking family who basically ruled Transylvania. Yeah. Um, so they discussed hiding in her in a nunnery, but once it emerged that she'd been murdering nobility as well, they realised they had to do a little bit more yeah. than just send her away and hiding her in a nunnery. Um, but all four of Elizabeth's servant accomplices were tortured and executed. Course oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's obviously completely their fault. And yeah. They, they should definitely take the, the brunt of the punishment. Of mm-hmm. course. I'm so. glad we're all under agreement about that, because <laughs> it could have been very conflicting otherwise. <laughs> so, it's fucking yeah. It's really nice so to know that beyond. nothing's fucking changed, yeah. isn't it? Christ. But there are two rumours about what her punishment was, but no one knows which one is true. Oh, okay. Neither could be true. So one is that she was placed under arrest in one bricked-up room in the castle. So they bricked up a door to the castle. There were slits in the windows for air, not even enough for proper light. And there was a slit under the door for food. So that she just lived in this one room for the next four years of her life. She was arrested in 1610, died in 1614. But the other theory is that she was just put under house arrest in her massive fuck-off castle. I think that one is more likely. So she Definitely wasn't allowed true. to leave the castle. Oh no, I can't yeah. leave my massive fucking castle. Murder castle. <laughs> this is torture. And that's the thing. No she one. would still, I'm guessing, have servants in that mm. scenario because she did she did at, at the very yeah. least still have a bodyguard with her at all times at this point because when she died she was she said to her bodyguard that she her hands and feet felt cold and she felt like it was the end and her bodyguard just said no get back to sleep and then she died that night but again no one knows whether this is in the castle or whether he was stood guard at a door that she wasn't allowed to leave it's <laughs> no one mm. um so this is where it gets weird. And I'm going to throw... This is where it gets weird. <laughs> no, no, weird. no, as in I'm going to throw something at you that might change your mind completely and then hopefully, be, based on my opinion, change it right back. So... Ooh, okay. Some people argue that she was not a killer. And the entire thing was a conspiracy because she was a woman who held so much power after her husband had died. Mm-hmm. So she retained his power, really. She still had the castle. She still had the land. Power. She was still on the very edge of... Hungarian Empire facing the Ottoman Empire mm-hmm. uh, and she had uh, five children who stood to inherit a lot if she was accused of something if they didn't particularly like her Ooh, okay. uh, oh. as I mentioned earlier she cared for the sick of the village mm-hmm. so her having one dead girl and one dying girl in her castle was not entirely unusual Could if she'd have been, been treating explained. them yeah and one of her investigators owed her a large debt, which was wiped out when she died. So it could have been like a witch hunt. Yes. I've just... Because we don't it, like yeah. this woman. Woman in power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the, heavily invested in that. And, and the servants were admitted to the murders under threat of torture. But 
yeah, if you talk, if you torture someone or you threaten to torture them, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll fucking say yes. anything. And then they were executed anyway. But um, the theory of it being framed has only emerged very recently, and it's kind of emerged from a perspective that I would disagree with to an extent, which is, and I argued with this many a time in university, the. It's come from less a place of actual historical literature from what I can read and more a place of like feminist literature theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. more that if she were a hero in a novel, this is how she would have. Yeah. So there's a couple of things which kind of completely discount the whole witch hunt idea. Mm-hmm. Is that, so the king, having sent this investigator, could have had um, her land seized from her if she'd been found guilty and then died and was executed. Mm-hmm. However... She had a chance to write a will before she died and gave it to her five children. So politically, the people who would have wanted her dead just handed all of her power to another five people mm-hmm. who were more possibly on her side. Um, but as well, because she was nobility, they wanted to keep the... Um, so the other theory goes, because obviously another thing, another reason they say that it was a witch hunt is because there was very little evidence presented and she wasn't put to trial. Mm-hmm. But that can also be linked back against the fact she was nobility and they didn't want the big trial. It's they not that surprising that it wouldn't they go to trial. They wanted to punish her, but they didn't want it to be a big thing. Like, again, she was related to the King of Poland. Yeah. Could you imagine putting her on trial and executing her? And then her? suddenly it becomes a whole thing and the King of Poland has got to answer for yes. things. And like other nobility and other people she's related to suddenly mm-hmm. have questions asked. And one of the most damning things about this is that none of this was put to trial, but that the Palatine wrote all of the horrible details about the girls he found dead and dying in letters to his wife, which were never published until long after he died. So that he had to tell someone about it. So he did say, this is how we found the girls, you know, and this is the evidence we found of the bodies. And another thing, another big thing is that, so there were six, rumours are she killed or tortured up to 650 girls. Oh my God. And... That under torture, her servants only ever admitted to eight. So even if, again, the torture, they'd say, did you kill this many? They only admitted to the ones that they were apparently directly involved in. Oh my God. So I personally think that there is a a lot of truth to it. I, I would believe in the kind of the, you know, the political power moves had, again, the state stolen her assets if they'd executed her they could have taken that castle and all of her land yeah. unless it came from one of her children mm-hmm. but I if also one of her children wanted her dead or it could be easily the thing that's like swaying like we all know I love a conspiracy but the thing that's swaying me to like I don't believe mm-hmm. I can't make a decision about it but thinking oh she may be uh, innocent is how much like philanthropy she was involved in prior mm-hmm. to this like either something mm-hmm. turned her sick in the head because if you are a psychopath before yeah. this, you wouldn't have that much empathy to do these things for peasants like yeah. you wouldn't so either something turned her sick in the head or it could be not true like right. I don't know but that's or, like if she gonna... used that as like to, to yeah. get people's trust to get them into the castle so that they would Maybe. then and like how I've Ted got... Bundy used to like pretend that he had a broken arm so yeah. that people would feel sorry for him and help him that kind of like gaining people's trust and then murdering them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I guess. I've got another couple of things which might sway you either way. Okay. Is that part of the reason they arrested her was because, again, of the nobility aspect of it. A lot of the eyewitness accounts 
came from nobility at the same level as her because they had quite happily sat and watched her torture servants. Yeah, and like so the, the servants people sending and the over girls yes. and then the mysteriously dying. That like... was that was what that was what got her arrested mm-hmm. and yeah, no, was, I completely was the nobility dying that. that she had killed servants and apparently she'd witnessed but the two things again. One was that she thought that the blood would cure her epilepsy. Yeah. And the other thing being that apparently her parents did it quite a lot to a lot of servants as well. Oh, mm. so they she's beat just, and kill uh, they wouldn't necessarily kill. She took it to a new extreme. But the only reason she was arrested, the only reason she was caught was because she started getting a bit extreme, not in how she killed, but in who she killed. And she was like, obviously, if her parents had been doing that, she'd have been aware of, like, extreme violence from a young age, like, to people of this kind of, like, status. Do you know yeah, because I mean? if you're brought up in violence, you are more likely then to react with violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I just ask, Mottles, why have you got your sunglasses on? Um... They were on the top of my head, and I felt my fringe going in a funny direction. Like, I felt it really starting to <laughs> do its own thing. So I thought, well, it will be over soon. So, <laughs> does, it, does it matter? It's also <laughs> hella sunny outside. It's just the way that, like... I did it so dramatically yeah. in the way. I was like, and then... <laughs> like, no, it's just because I could feel my fringe naturally going in a funny direction. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, it was like the reverse of, um, you know in CSI Miami, yeah, where the, the guy would like whip his sunglasses off, it was the complete opposite of that. It was I like agree. that, but in a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, I'm like genuinely sad this is our last episode. I feel like this season has flown. It has. Ten weeks of murder. We will be back very soon. I'll be back. Like, f- for the fans, because obviously we love like putting it out there and getting listeners mm-hmm. and stuff, but like, mainly just because we genuinely enjoy having cocktails and talking about murder. Yeah. It's nice to be able to talk about it with other people that don't give you weird looks when you go, I learned a fact about Ted Bundy, and then people, <laughs> like, normal people go, all right, you fucking absolute freak. Yeah, you go, have you ever heard of so-and-so? Did you know how many people he ate? Like, yeah, it's a bit weird, but... Like, when people ask me, oh, like, out, you know, out of politeness, how's your podcast going? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's really good. Um, and then I I try and, like, change... I'm like, so we, we talked about um, this person. I try and give them, like, a quick, like run down without mentioning too much murder and then they're like oh well listen to it and I'm like yes it's a lot more graphic no but literally (laughs) I had an interview this week and we were doing like strengths questions and they asked like a standard question that you didn't get marked on just to see how your reactions were and it was what do you enjoy doing outside of work and you would not believe how much strength it took for me to not go drunk murders (laughs) like I had to be like I like cooking because I was like, I can't say I like making my podcast about murder and vodka. It was so hard, but we will be back soon. Very soon. Um, Very soon. And before we're back, we will have a giveaway. A nice big giveaway. I'm very excited for this giveaway because I've spent quite a long time thinking about it. And well, we all have. And also, we we always enter any giveaways we can. Because, like, you might be the person that wins. You might be. Well, you might be unless you enter one the same time as my mother. Your mother has a ridiculous track record of winning (laughs) every... I don't know if you know about this. Every single giveaway she enters, she will win. 
Every single one. Every time Molly's ever entered one the same time as my mum, my mum's been like... Has won it straight away. And I'm just like, well, what's the fucking point? Do you think it's like, you know that um, film, Lindsay Lohan, uh, Just My Luck? It feels like it. Honest (laughs) to God. You have to ban your mum from entering this giveaway. I mean, someone's got to win, and even if she doesn't... (laughs) (laughs) We will have a giveaway. We can't Um, have families like the lottery. Do you do Florida Man Fist? Oh, shit, Florida Man. I'm so focused on Elizabeth. Florida Man, courtesy of Boston 25 News. Why does every city and every county in America have so many numbers news? How many news channels can you have? A thousand. Have you never tried tuning a radio in America? Ugh. Have you ever tried to flick channel in America? It's so... Have you ever tried to do anything in America? It's all bad. Everything is so weird sorry to any american listeners but like genuinely it is so confusing being in america when you're like british it's but like even take something like the radio we have like channel uh, we have like classics uh we have heart and we have radio one and we have yeah we have all the bbc's and then we have like you know six other because more than that the british would just like Right. <laughs> Honestly, it would be chaos. That is my that's my Dragon's Den pitch to Netflix. Is like you just pay like five pound a month rather than the like eight or nine. Yeah. And they just give you every month five shows to watch. That would be so you much can't better because you, 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 you it just takes have your, so long yeah. and you think, oh maybe that one, maybe that one, maybe that one. And then never pay you, you just, go back to the same thing you've watched a mm-hmm. hundred times. Yeah, over. You end up watching like the five. Yeah, if they just gave you like the top ten things that people have been watching that month and then stopped. Yeah. You've got to watch because you know it what? used to be so much easier. You should edit that out because a lot of people will be going to Dragon's Den with that mm-hmm. now. I will keep my mouth shut and call <laughs> Deborah Meaden. Anyway, so Boston 25 News. Florida man sprays women with roach spray, breaks out the nunchucks over loud music. <laughs> so in Daytona Beach, a Florida man has been accused of spraying his neighbors with roach spray, attempting to use nunchucks on them. Hitting himself in the head instead over a loud music complaint. Brilliant. He was, uh, the officer was called to a disturbance around 1.15am, where he spoke to five alleged victims, all women. According to their statements, they were sitting in the car listening to music to celebrate one of their 18th birthdays. Uh, And he went, break out the nunchucks. Yes. So two other women stepped out of their apartment and asked the women in the car to turn their music down. As the women talked... He came out of his apartment and started getting angry with all of them. <laughs> Even the, Even ones the that two he had in common. Yeah. Um, as the argument continued, Adam pulled out a can of roach spray and sprayed the women in their faces. Why has he got a can of fucking roach spray? He went, right, I've got to solve the conflict. I'll take the roach spray and nunchucks. Is that? Oh, what, what do I need? My keys, my phone, my <laughs> nunchucks, and my roach spray. All good. Let's go. <laughs> I guess weirder. So, um, Adams then threatened the women with a set of nunchucks. He used the martial arts weapon to strike the vehicle while they'd been listening to music. When the nunchucks inadvertently struck the defendant in the forehead, he threw the nunchucks at the car. Um, the car was not damaged. And then he called 911, as did one of the victims. Help, a I man, hit myself yeah, in the head with yeah, a nunchuck. A man who witnessed the incident told investigators he saw Adam spray something at the women as well as one woman holding up a chair in front of her to block the spray. Where are they getting all these objects from? You sound like they're on WWE! (laughs) (laughs) 
Chuck me in the tree, chuck me in the roach spray. And you know what's even better, okay? They went to search his home and they found the nunchucks, an empty can of roach spray. So he emptied it. <laughs> and a can of pepper spray. Which you think in a scenario... Why would you take the fucking pepper spray? <laughs> Do you think he just picked up the wrong one in the apartment and thought... He genuinely went for the pepper spray, it just didn't work. Oh, Is it like those it. videos when you see people going like, so here's my toothpaste and here's the nappy rash cream. Yeah. And they put the wrong one on. And they're like, oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, pepper spray, that'll, that'll protect me from some women <laughs> playing music slightly too loud. That's what you need. Okay, so I've got a joke, and for the finale, like, everyone's been doing, like, fairly funny jokes, and, like, I'm not really here for it, because they were supposed to be shit jokes that we didn't genuinely laugh with, we used to laugh at. You would. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, Moles, you've always laughed at the shit joke. Because that is my life. <laughs> I was born to be, like, a dad <laughs> on Christmas. Like, I am a shit yeah. joke. <laughs> the combination of me, like... So I've done a genuinely shit one for the finale... Excellent. And I hope you laugh half with it and half at it. Okay. <clears throat> I once went to see a show with a Mexican magician. And for his finale, he announced he would make himself disappear on the count of three. He yelled, unos, dos, and then disappeared without a trace. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. And on that note... A sad little goodbye. Oh, yes. Goodbye from season three. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I have a drink left. No, me. No, not drink the drink. No, stop. I was holding Struggling Lola. I Could Murder a Cocktail is an independent podcast produced by Ellie Layden, Molly Dacey and Connor Hall. Researched by Ellie Layden and Molly Dacey and edited by Connor Hall.